this point, each civilization has its own form of writing, which none of the others can understand. But the Phoenicians, who trade with all of them, have a solution. They create a simple, common alphabet adaptable to most languages. Remember how easy it was to learn your ABCs? Thank Main Street Mechies! <laughs> we did not invent them. Uh, <laughs> I am Alex, your traveler on this here spaceship Earth. Um, also your uh, co-host, ghost host, all the most. And I am Noah, and I've never been on spaceship Earth. Ah, and I'm your other co-host, ghost host. And that was a great intro. You're missing out, man. I You're agree. Missing out. I it's agree. So good. I know. I I know it. And this and this is Main Street Mechies, the show where two real life engineers and hopeful imagineers talk about all things Disney attractions, Disney engineering, and Disney design. Uh, yeah, I regret not going on Spaceship Earth the one time I've been. I'd, I'd like to fix that. Okay, I will say, and and this is one of those where it's like, it's not a hot take because most people think this. Um, but it's like, there's a hot take about Spaceship Earth that I, I understand. A lot of people don't like it because it is, it's long and it's slow <laughs> and it's in the dark and a lot of people go to sleep. And I mean... I get it, like, I understand, but you should not do that, because it's a good ride, like, yeah. it's a great ride, I love that ride, um, but I get it. I mean, aren't, aren't they, aren't they in the process of renovating it right now? I, I didn't think that they were in the process of renovating it, I thought that, uh, it was on the list of things to renovate, but I don't think it's closed, is it? I'm checking now to see let's see Re part of epcot's reimagining i don't need this whole blog post i just need a calendar is it open right now i know i'm pretty sure they like either started already or let's see sometime in 2022 or early 2023 okay so it must not have started yet but i know they are planning on doing it they'll probably share more detail at d23 because that's happening this week i think oh that's gonna week. be good that's gonna be good we're gonna have to yeah there's gonna be some good stuff maybe next week we'll just do like a d20 we've never actually done like a news episode maybe we'll do like a yeah a d23 episode that might be kind of fun i would like that a nice uh, a d23 recap all the news none of the drama and none of the chapek there's drama at d23 why is there drama oh i don't know no <laughs> not drama but none of the <laughs> We'll give you all of the D23 news without having to watch Bob Chapek exist on a stage. We're, we're just going to tell you the things. Yeah, so that, okay, we're just going to lock that down. Next week, we're just going to tell you the cool things that we're <laughs> excited about that got announced in D23. Let uh, me confirm that D23 actually is happening this yeah, week. Yeah, otherwise first. cut all of this out. <laughs> I guess I'm editing, so I'll cut all this out. It's just a note for yourself yeah. to, to cut all this out. D23 Expo. Oh, nope, it is it is not happening this week. We're going to cut this out. Wow. I saw someone, I saw people talking about it on Instagram and thought it was this week. It doesn't happen until September 9th, 10th, and 11th, so we're going to cut this out. Okay, well, <laughs> in case I decide to leave it in because I can't make it work, then we will be doing in, I guess, two or three weeks, we'll do a D23 episode since it's happening in, like, yeah. two weeks. Yeah, that, it'll happen. Yeah, it'll happen. We'll do a D23 episode. We'll have to figure out something to do for next week. But this week, yeah, yeah. we're going to do a little fun one, just kind of a little short one. And Noah, I'm going to need you to drive because I did not break my rule. 
Uh, <laughs> I actually got specifically requested from my wife to not break my rule. So I, uh, you um, know what, we gotta respect that. Yeah, I, I, I understand. I, I apologize to you and the listeners. I know. I think enough to still be. A, I like. I'm still gonna be able to be a part of the conversation. But oh, you're yeah. gonna have to drive like some of like the examples of how they do what you and I both know that they did. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, what what are we talking about this week, Noah? Yeah, so this is this will be a, a bit of a shorter episode, probably. This is kind of a an unofficial part two to the, our last episode, which was a discussion about storytelling on roller coasters and how to make people feel things when going very fast. Uh, and this is kind of the you know the peak of Disney's uh, involvement in that realm with their newest attraction, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind, which is in Epcot. And uh, I guess we're just gonna go. Th- I'm gonna go through this one. I've watched the ride videos for this, and I just watched one as a refresher. Uh, and for those of you tuning in from that last episode, wondering, you know, really on the edge of your seats, wondering if Alex was going to break his oath to not watch <laughs> ride videos before riding the ride, he will not be. So I'm going to, you're going to have to deal with me doing my best to describe this dark roller coaster. So uh, I, I think, also, I think I have a way to, <laughs> to kind of meet down the middle here because there are also probably nice. a decent amount of people who have not ridden this ride, because this is super new. Oh, yeah. And probably wouldn't want to hear beat for beat what happens in this ride said on a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe we just focus, we focus on the mechanism, what makes this coaster different, and then if you have some examples of, like, things you can, like, scenes you can describe about yeah. how they take advantage of it, maybe that's how we do it, so we're not explicitly just, like, telling people the ride. I like that. I like that. That's uh, that's a good idea, especially because, you know, I'm, I'm not the most entrenched Marvel fan, so I know the Guardians of the Galaxy, but that's as much of the, uh, the canon of the universe in the ride that I can describe. So I'm not going to try and describe the story, but I can provide uh, where the story meets the ride technology without giving anything away. Perfect. I think we can do that. Yeah. So I did want to ask you a question before before we go into this so so we're putting this forward listeners as kind of like the like noah said the the peak of what disney's band will do with like a coaster and a story so far and and the reasons why we'll go into in a second but what 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 ride did this in your opinion did this unseat who was the peak before guardians of the galaxy was the peak before hmm so like what Okay. What ride was the um, best in storytelling and coastering? Um, and coastering? Um, like, what was that oh, perfect geez. mixture before we had I, Guardians? I, I think the ride that this one seems like the version 2.0 of is Rock and Roller Coaster. Oh, okay. That's I'm going to I'm going to say it's funny because in the last episode and if you haven't heard that listeners you should take a listen uh we discussed and debated the differences between Space Mountain and Rock and Roller Coaster as far as storytelling goes and we decided through uh, after Alex's uh, convincing me that Space Mountain is more of an environmental thrill ride where you are told you're in a space and literally space and then you just go out and explore it and that's cool uh, whereas Rock and Roller Coaster has a story, 
and the fact that you are going so fast and doing such crazy motion uh, contributes to the story, whereas it doesn't really in Space Mountain. And I'm going to say that this is a follow-up to Rock and Roller Coaster because it does the same thing. The motion contributes to the story and then some, whereas Space Mountain's still more of a, you know, go out into space and have fun, and, and that's that. Okay, so as far as, like, as far as, like, who who went from number one storytelling roller coaster in the U.S. parks to now number two, would you say that's still rock and roller coaster, or is it just that seems to be the most, like, stylistic success or previous entity that occupies that... similar space? I I think... Uh, see, now you're asking me if I think this is better than Everest. Okay, so th- that's the one. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Is I would say Everest was the was the top dog. Um, I think Everest, Everest or... still is the top. Oh, okay, okay. I was gonna say Everest or Radiator Springs Racers did this storytelling oh. quick storytelling at fast speed the best. Oh, but Radiator gosh, Springs Racers got... doesn't go fast the whole yeah. time. So that's why I would say it kind of goes. Uh, for me, at least, from what I've been hearing about Guardians, Guardians, to me, seems <laughs> to be better at doing the coaster storytelling than Everest, and Everest better at being a coaster than Radiator Springs. I see. I, mm, gosh dang it. I, I think, and this is so hard to tell from not riding on it. Like, everyone (laughs) listening, massive caveat that, like, obviously neither of us have been on this ride, and watching ride videos of dark rides gives very little insight to, like, just how thrilling it is. And only one of us has watched the ride video. (laughs) And And only one of us has watched the ride videos. It seems, and I'm just, you know, wild stab in the dark here, literally, it seems like... Uh, Everest is more thrilling than this ride, but like this one's in the dark. Everest is outside. This one relies heavily on screens. Everest has one of the largest practical set pieces that Disney's made for a ride. So I don't know. I almost don't want to compare them, but as far as like a a discrete plot, then I, I, I will say that it looks like Cosmic Rewind does a better job of kind of explaining story beats. And it has more of a, like a, a traditional, you know, in the queue you get your exposition. And then like suddenly there's a conflict. You're sent out to help with the conflict. And then there's a resolution. And it has a Everest full arc. Is, yeah. Yeah, it, it has a full arc. And Everest is, I wouldn't say it has a full arc. There's just a lot of tension and then the escape, and that's the story that's being told. Yeah. Not to discredit Everest. Yeah, no, absolutely. But, okay, okay, I just wanted to get that out of the way. So, yeah, <laughs> I think you've seen it, so I'd like to hear mm-hmm. your description. So there's, one, there's a main thing that makes Cosmic Rewind different than any other coaster yes. in Disney, and it's, so, it's ride vehicle. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that, how that works. Yeah, so the the main, uh, I don't want to say gimmick, but the main difference in this ride's design that has nothing to do with story is the coaster, like the train itself and the actual cars that make up the roller coaster train. 
they have the ability to rotate. So if, if you're sitting, it's like you're sitting in a spinny chair or like Astro Blasters or Space Ranger Spin. The cars have the ability to rotate about that axis that goes like through out through the top of your head. And what Disney's Imagineers have done is used that technology. And this is a controlled rotation. It's not like they're just loose and you're just spinning, you know, with the motion of the ride. They're aiming you at certain story elements as you go past them so that you can kind of, you know, it fixes that problem we were talking about last time, which is, you know, how do you tell a story while you're going so fast you can't even really see details? Well, now you can be going a little faster and the ride will, you know, move your car, rotate it so that you're always facing what needs to be seen to understand the story. That's the main, you know, technical new thing that's happening with this ride. Okay, so... So that leads me to, like, one question, because you and I actually talked about this a few episodes Mm -hmm. ago of, like, what we were hoping they were going to do with this ride. And the big thing that we talked about was the rotation to still look at set pieces. And so, like, I know a couple of Disney's new ones have been, like, people have been, like, a little disappointed with how they've used the tech. Like, Ratatouille was a big one for the the U.S. Like, I think they loved it in Paris, but... In the U.S., there was a complaint about how much they used the screens and stuff like that. And how, like, the floor was very barren. But on this one, I feel like the big complaint is going to be if they don't use that rotation. At least complaint for me is if they don't use that rotation correctly. So you watching the ride video, Uh do they actually use this to, to tell the story? Are they using it enough are they using it too much do you think like what what's kind of your feel on that i think um just based on what i've seen and i've also read some comments from people who have ridden the ride you have to go into this not expecting that the rotation is a thrill element but that it is a story aid so you shouldn't go into it thinking like yeah we're gonna launch and it's gonna spin us so fast like, the job of the rotation is to point you at story elements, and I think that they used it to do that very well. Um, one of the big moments of the ride is the launch at the beginning, and it is a backwards launch, so everyone's facing one way, you're launched backwards, and then suddenly all of the cars rotate 180 degrees, so the train's going the same direction, but now the people in the back of the train are actually in the front, the people in the front are in the back, and you're facing the right way. So there's one, I think, just utilitarian use where, you know, we don't need a track switch like on Everest to change directions. We can just flip everyone the other way. Awesome. That's true. There wow. are two points, if I'm remembering right, where there are just some downward kind of helix spirals around these. Um, they're just planets to kind of add to the the urine space theme. Like one of them is the moon and the other is Earth. And as you're going down this spiral, the cars stay pointed at the planet so you can actually see the detail on it. And the comments have said that, you know, doing those banked turns while you're actually facing towards the center of the turn is a very unique experience that you never really feel on a roller coaster 
Because instead of being, you know, thrown to the side as you're turning, you're just kind of being thrown down into your seat. And so that little that little change in how you're experiencing just the physics of the ride alters your whole experience. And again, you're still seeing all of these story elements so you can understand what's happening while you're going very fast. That's that's really interesting. I, I like that people people commented on like where they felt it pull into them. So and mm-hmm. it's been a little bit since I've taken a physics course and Noah, you can help correct me if I'm wrong, <laughs> but I'll try. Uh, well, so centrifugal force moves towards the center, right? Cent- center of cent- so centripetal force is pulling towards the center. Yeah. And then cent- centrifugal force is, is going non-existent or is is what you feel it's not a real force but it's the mm-hmm. the sensation that you are being like swung out of the vehicle right yeah but centripetal yeah. force the actual like force that is being exerted on you yeah is is pulling you towards the center and so it's interesting that by altering where people are feeling that force because if you think about it in a roller coaster when you bank and start doing one of those helixes going down and with tight, tight circular turns, you start to feel uh, yourself like pulling. You start to feel that fake force of being like the centrifugal force of being pulled out of the thing. But instead, they're facing everybody towards that center point. And so you're being that centrifugal force by the sounds of it you're being pulled into it as if like by your nose, but the feeling that you're getting is being shoved back into your seat. And so you're yeah. like getting this feeling of like careening towards a thing, yeah. which <laughs> if you think about it, like mimics kind of like a gravitational pull, which is kind of yeah. interesting and a That's really true. neat way that they like made a very common force interaction that people have been so used to nowadays. And now it's suddenly like this whole brand new thing and all they had to do was change where you're looking. And that's so cool. I really like that. And I didn't even realize that, but it's very obvious now, of course there's a corkscrew going down around a planet. That's you being pulled in towards it. And there's actually the ride ends with, this isn't a spoiler, but the ride ends with you doing one of these downward helixes around earth. And then the big, uh, you know, technological, oh, there's a word for it. Uh, I don't remember. Uh, The big, like, technological plot point that enables the ride to be so crazy is that the Xandarians have this teleportation technology, so you are constantly going in these wormholes that just look like they're floating in space, and then they take you to a different part of space, and at the end, you go through one just after leaving this corkscrew around Earth, and then you're back in Epcot, and that's how the ride ends. And so having that like gravitational pull feeling and then going through a wormhole and bam, you're back on Earth is a great way to tie in practical with this brand new roller coaster. Like, I don't even, I'm trying to imagine what it would feel like to be going down and be turning, but also facing the center. So you're feeling like the centripetal force kind of pulling you in but you're also feeling you're like leaning because you're turning and go i guess going forward i don't know it's it's a new it's an alien feeling to me i feel like 
it sounds like from the reviews it's an alien feeling to everybody and yeah. this also <laughs> is explaining so the things that i've heard about this ride are that it essentially just knocks you on your rear if you have any issues with motion sickness Oh, no. <laughs> um, and this this could be this could be wrong like but I've heard a few different podcasts now describe that they've seen like people they've seen people like there's more trash cans outside of <laughs> Cosmic Rewind than like any other roller coaster and nice. uh my dad found an article the other day that I guess people are like falling down the stairs and oh, like like losing their footing cuz they're feeling woozy and stuff like that Huh. And th- this ride's knocking people on their rear. I think it was the the Disney World's Awesome podcast. Uh, I think it was Matt, his wife. Like she was like knocked out for like a day and a half because she doesn't do well with spinny things. Oh no! Uh, but she wanted to do this ride, and it is. I've heard it is intense. Like it it can get you pretty good. But even <sighs> the people that felt sick loved it. Like, they (laughs) wouldn't go on it again, but they were like, man, that was fun. I'm never doing that again, but man, that was fun. But glad I did it the one time. (laughs) Yeah, that's just awesome. That's super cool. I, I just, like, trying to wrap back into, like, last week's conversation. These things that this ride vehicle is allowing disney to do is really why no and i want to talk about this separately was because in mm-hmm. space mountain you're getting that environmental feel of like being in space and feeling like the different environmental aspects in everest you're getting these story aspects that you just kind of feel around you uh, same with like rock and roller coaster and in credit coaster, you feel it like in the air that that speed is part of the story. And mm-hmm. then in rides like cars and test track, you get like these really cool set pieces that you get to actually look at and see the details in. And then you get cosmic rewind in which the rotation allows you to see details and get these really cool set pieces. They can tell a story in which you are like speed is a part of it and the forces that you feel while on the roller coaster are a part of your story same as the going backwards adds to the tension of everest that Mm -hmm. force that we just felt going towards a planet is telling you a story and then you add in the final one of like the environmental aspects of the dark ride the being in space the like all that kind of stuff it almost like takes the best part of these coasters that disney has been building upon since its beginning and like adds them together and it's just it's really cool and in my like makes me super excited for the coasters disney is going to do in the future Mm -hmm. because they never just stagnate they're always going to try and top the thing that they do next and it's like they essentially just created the the like beautiful love child of all of their roller coasters (laughs) And they put did. it in front of everybody. And and now it's like, this is amazing. How are you going to top this? Honestly. And, you know, I, I think this, this, you know, make, okay, making this an, an indoor coaster was a brilliant move. One, because, you know, it's, it's always easier to do, you know, good set design in the dark. That's why all the Fantasyland dark rides are dark rides, because you can control what the audience sees. 
And with this one, it really lends to using screens, which is most of the ride is projections and screens with a few physical sets. Um, I feel like taking this outside would be definitely doable. Like I'm thinking of Everest, but with this style of attraction or even, even Matterhorn, where you can have the cars rotate as you're passing one of the windows where the, the abominable snowman is climbing up and growling at you or something like that. I think it's doable. And I think that might be the next step from, okay, here's this space we have complete control over to now let's make it work day or night. We got to worry about lighting. We got to worry about, you know, more animatronics, more sets breaking down, things like that. But you'd get the added bonus that uh, um, Everest has of just using the natural environment to your advantage and not necessarily having to put everyone in a big dark box with some projectors. Yeah, no, oh, like absolutely. And wow, that would do it. I, I, I'm now just like going through and like thinking of all the things that they could do with this. And it's. It is. It's insane. And it's it's one of those things. It's it's almost like I don't think it's being overlooked or anything. Like, I definitely don't mm -hmm. think this is something people are sleeping on. But I I don't know if it's fully like hit yet. Just how much different this could make coasters in the future. Like, I think everybody knew after Flight of Passage that we were about to see some crazy, yeah. <laughs> crazy stuff as far as like simulation rides. Right. And I mean, after flight passage came rise of the resistance and, yeah. <laughs> but it's like after this, we're going to, we're going to see some crazy stuff. Like we're going to see some crazy things I mean, happen. You could, you, you could take this tech and put it in a rise of the resistance style story and so you you have all of the like pretty much all the same mobility uh, capabilities, ex except now you can go so much faster. You can go slow and have the cars turn and face the set pieces and show like what's going on. And then you can send them through a launch and do whatever you want with like the thrill part of it. It's like Radiator Springs, but on you know, the next level up, you can have that level of story and immersion and you can have the thrill at the end without having to sacrifice one for the other. Well, on top of that, there is another side to this. Like there is a second half to this like kind of coaster and it's less speed, more rotation. Yeah. Like, there is a second <laughs> way that you can do this that it doesn't really sound like they did in Guardians, but yeah. if they increase the speed of the rotation, you will feel the same amount of thrill as but going slower right that's and true. so there's there, there's a ton of different things that you can do with this that is it's just crazy now that's a lot harder i will say like way harder to rotate something than to just send it really quickly forward yeah um especially because we know how to do that already yeah <laughs> but yeah i i'm nerding out over well, here just like thinking <laughs> of like all the different ways if if you could humor some more nerding out because uh, just on the roller coaster, like physics side of everything, this might get a little physics-y, but we're all here together. Ooh, we're, get, we're, we're getting, getting in some nitty-gritty. It's it. getting crunchy. So, you know, the way a roller coaster 
gives you thrill, the way any ride makes you feel that kind of rush is not by going fast. It's by, you know, uh, varying the acceleration that you feel. So take the end of test track, for instance, when you're going really fast at first, when you're accelerating, you're like, wow, we're going really fast. And then you get to that straightaway where you're maintaining that speed. And it's at that point you realize like, oh, I go this fast when I'm driving on the highway and I don't feel like I'm on a thrill ride. What's up with that? And it's because you're feeling the changes in your speed. Your body is being thrown into your seat or like shaken to the side or something like that. And that's how coasters, you know, that's what gives them their thrill. And so the common like G forces that are experienced in most regular roller coasters, at least, so there's acceleration, which pushes you, acceleration forward, pushes you in the back of your seat, uh, slowing down, throws you up against your harness, and you don't really want that. Turning gives you kind of lateral Gs. So if, if you were to make a turn without the track being banked, it would shove you into the side of the uh, restraints or into the side of the car. Think uh, Thunder Mountain on those big long turns when like the person in the seat next to you crushes you in the seat. Those are lateral Gs. And then if you're doing, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> if you do uh, like the bunny hills at the end of Incredicoaster where you kind of get some airtime and you come out of your seat, those are negative Gs. And that's like feeling weightlessness. You're feeling less than the regular gravity you'd feel just standing around. With this roller coaster design, I can't even begin to conceptualize what kind of like uh safety proofing they had to think of with the forces that those cars go under because this you're you're turning the car you're also rotating what has to be like you know a, at least a thousand pounds of weight for each car plus however much the the passengers weigh you're rotating those and now you've got this Brand new, like, what kind of acceleration is that? You're going forward, so you're thrown back in your seat, but you're also rotating, so you're leaning to the side. If you're going up a hill, then there's that added to it. Like, this is just to com compound on what you already said about, like, you don't have to go super fast. Now you can go a little less fast and add rotation. And that's absolutely true. You could probably have an equally thrilling ride that just goes, like, 20 miles an hour at the most, but really just times the rotations perfectly to throw people around and make you feel like you're just, you know, losing your mind, but you're actually just kind of coasting along. That's where... Funny thing is, 20 miles an hour <laughs> would be actually a pretty That's fast fair. coaster I'm... for Disney. Like, <laughs> like Space Mountain's like 22, I'm thinking think. in car terms again, because I said that. I, I'm thinking yeah. like... You could probably do like yeah, 10. 10 like... would feel like a lot. If you're, and that would be interesting too, if you asked people after they got off Cosmic Rewind what they thought their max speed was, because I bet they would overshoot it every time, just due to the rotation. I'm actually interested here. Wind speed. Oh! Oh! oh. <laughs> okay, that's a little faster than Wait, I thought. Wait, what is it? <laughs> 50 miles an hour. Really? Yeah. Oh, that must be the launch. Uh, it launches when you launch with the backwards launch shooting you uphill to 50 miles an hour. Uh, rock and Roller Coaster is 57 
Expedition Everest is 50 miles per hour, and uh, Space Mountain tops out at 27. So that thing I said about Everest looking more thrilling than this ride, I might want to redact that because that's a fast. They're going. That's yeah, a fast launch. That's <laughs> that is a launch. Like that is a that is a. Launch. Gosh, I want to ride this so bad. That's a rock and roller coaster <laughs> and launch. And it's backwards. My word. Oh, that's going to hurt so good. Oh, man. Um, okay. Okay. So, yeah, I can see why people are struggling I, with this one. That's, that is Gosh, fast. This just makes me want to ride it that much more. Because it looks like, listeners, you can do this if you want to. You watch a ride video it's impossible to tell how fast you're going because it's dark and I think there's also a little bit of that uh, like not projection mapping but like tracking like in Ratatouille or not Ratatouille in Remy's where yeah. like as your vehicle is moving or rotating the projection on the screen is is translating at the same speed so it doesn't look like it's moving I think I think there's uh, a little yeah. bit of that too to add to the effect so it's really hard to tell. I would not have guessed that that launch was going 50 miles an hour. That's insane. That's so cool. Oh, I will tell you one extra okay. thing, though. Um, the new Tron coaster Ooh, that's yeah. coming in to Magic Kingdom. Uh, that one's th the same speed as Rock and Roller oh Coaster. My gosh, and it's like yeah. bike style. Yeah, it's oh, bike style. Uh, because, that. I mean, that one's already in uh, Disney Shanghai, right? Yeah, that one's been there for a while. Yeah. So yeah, so it, it already oh, has man. a speed. Yeah, it's it's fifty-seven to sixty. Jeez. Yeah, that's crazy. Okay, before we before we get lost in coaster speeds and stuff like that, I think that wraps up our conversation pretty pretty well yes. about like why this thing is that cool. I would like to just do a quick mouse gear to cue the music. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Oh, um, nice. I don't know why we started doing that. Anyways, uh, it's just got that vibe to it, I guess. I don't. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> um, but I actually, so I was initially going to have a mouse geared spaceship Earth because I did the intro. Oh, I'm kind of throwing an audible because okay. I think this would be a little bit more fun, and it's technically not a mouse geared, but I think it'll still be cool. We're sitting here talking about how we want Disney to do these cool things with this new coaster coaster design. Uh -huh. And so just just straight storyboard, what would be something that you would want Disney like like a like a story kind of story they would want to do, whether it's inside, outside, mixture of the two. Like what would you want to see Disney do with this coaster? And I, uh -huh. I can go first to give you some time. Yeah, please do. I need to think. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, so the, yeah, because this is a little bit of a difficult one. I don't have any description uh, to read while you think. But the, when you were talking about, like, one that's Everest and, like, turning and looking at stuff and all that kind of stuff, the thing that popped into my head, and I don't know why, was Alien Encounters. Oh, my gosh. And <laughs> so... It, immediately i'm thinking of this coaster that has the same tech as guardians so you can look around and like zoom off and stuff like that but the specific scene that like sold me on a alien encounter uh 
roller coaster with this mechanism would be if you can do both inside and outside. So you have it have it have portions where it's going through a building and you like the alien oh. escapes, you get rushed onto your uh you get rushed into your vehicle uh uh rise of the resistance style. Nice. They rush you onto your vehicle, you, they send you off and then at some point you're like driving through the lab where this thing is going Ooh. and it like burst so you're so you're above you thinking like you're like in a balcony looking down at a laboratory through yeah. some windows and so uh you're going through and they maybe like slow you down a little bit so you can look and this thing bursts through the doors just starts throwing things and breaking things and then looks up <laughs> sees you and then dives and jumps into a vent and then oh you start hearing it's like run 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 and it turns you backwards and shoots you off while in the ceiling of the ride you're seeing holes pop out of like damage happening behind you as the things like trying to break through the vents to get to you like yeah. that was just like the scene oh that like popped gosh. into my head so it's like they can turn you backwards and shoot you off and then turn you sideways as you pass like an animatronic of like a tentacle or something like reaching towards you and then you're zoomed off outside like trying to like escape over tomorrowland or something that is just incredible. Like, something like that would be so cool <laughs> it would be so cool <laughs> That's amazing. Okay, I would love that. And the fact that it's bringing back Alien Encounter. <laughs> I never got to ride it. Nathan did once and he was terrified of it. I believe uh, Nathan's that. Nathan's my brother because I don't know if I've mentioned his name. Oh, either. yeah. Um, <laughs> that but, makes sense. Uh, yeah, but he, he wrote it once when he was a kid, I think, and he was wow. terrified. But I actually have a pin from alien encounters that nice. we found like years ago. Yeah. And I haven't been able to find it since. Like it's, it's, it's in my good binder. Um, let's just say that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's in there. It's somewhere in there. Oh, I know where it is in the binder. I've just n never seen the pin anywhere else. Oh, Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, no, it's, it's in my good binder. I just haven't seen that. They, they stopped making the pin when they stopped making the ride. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. That is an amazing idea. I love that. I'm thinking... I've gone through like three different ideas while you were d describing yours. Uh, the first one... Well, first I was thinking like uh, Journey into Imagination, but it's actually like a roller coaster <laughs> through your imagination, and it's actually it's actually good. Um, and... <laughs> And then I was like, oh, the, I guess the modern version of that would be like an inside out style ride, like Journey Through the Mind or something. And then I thought about how cool this like launch tech would be if you were just, there's no story here. If you were just inside a giant pinball machine and the train was the ball and you just got launched like that and spun around and it just was cool lights and good theming the whole way down there's no story there could be maybe someone shrunk you You could throw that in toy story land oh Easy. you that could put that so in toy cool. story land because that would be it's it's you know the the visual of you know pulling back that thing with the spring and launching your ball into play it seems almost oh. too perfect for a, a roller coaster launch and then all the way down, you're bumping into things, and it's rotating all the vehicles, and we can have giant Indiana Indiana Jones-style uh, steel balls rolling around. Um, 
I think, yeah, that's true. If you put it in Toy Story Land, it doesn't need a story. The size is the story. That's so good. That I, I'm sorry. That's so I'm sticking good. with that. Then. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. Wait, what was the third one though? I'm curious. Oh well, it was it was the journey into imagination, and then uh, Inside Out was the second one, and then Pinball was, oh, was okay. where I landed. I thought I thought that uh, Inside Out and Journey into Imagination were the same one. I do think that would be so absolutely buck wild if you change nothing else. Yeah. But it was just <laughs> Journey into Imagination, and you were just flying by Figment at like 50 <laughs> miles an hour. You're just flying by, and the trains are just giant Figments, and that's all. You're just going by. He's like, you gotta use your imagination, and he's just already gone. Like you're already like miles ahead. Oh my gosh, it's over in like five seconds because the ride's too short. <laughs> you go through his open house in one second, just like <laughs> through. <laughs> the hidden Mickey's are... like it's. The, oh god. The hidden Mickey's are so next level. You can't even visually see them. It's physically impossible. You're going too fast. <laughs> You have to shake your head to be able to see them, so that's like you got a spot. Pictures blend together, yeah. yeah. Like sets blend together because you're seeing them all too fast, and then it just ends. You just hear one little spark, and it's done. Yeah, like I th- I'd still ride it. Oh, I think I'd ride that more than the other one. Imagine the throughput because the ride doesn't last that long. So many people could go through it, and then there's just like because. If if everything else stays the same, like all of the cadences and stuff stay the same, then that means there's like one in every five carts that does get the skunk smell from the <laughs> smell room. And so it's like now you're also playing like the same game you play in like Grizzly Rapids of like who's going to uh, Grizzly Rapids or Cali River Rapids. Oh, yeah. <laughs> who's going to get who's going to get wet. Now it's who's going to get the skunk. Who's like, going to get stank. Which on. of the cars <laughs> is going to get stanked. <laughs> <laughs> you, you just breeze by and you're like oh gosh oh gosh oh gosh and then it's just right as you go by you're like oh man <laughs> no oh. okay disney there's an idea for free is any of the rides that you're like eh, this is a little old but we don't know what to do with it you just take that out you take out the ride mechanism and you put in a coaster mechanism and you launch people through it at about 40 miles an hour <laughs> Boom. I love of, that. All of your old rides, they're they're fixed now. Yeah. People will line up in droves just to, to do Figment in 30 seconds. Just make Figment a coaster, and that's it. Fixed. Update. Epcot update Nothing complete. Else changes. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to new Epcot. Changes. Everything's a coaster. It's just, it's just Journey to Imagination. In 20 seconds, we all got stuff to do. <laughs> like that's now the new name of the coaster it's the wait at cosmic rewind too long why not ride this and burn some time <laughs> listen you can ride it four times in the same time as cosmic rewind. <laughs> and on that note i think it's time we wrap up this chaos train <laughs> oh that was good that was no, that was that was just that was good radio that, that's, all that was. <laughs> that's just good radio folks <laughs> Oh, well, thank you, everybody, for listening, especially to that last, like, ten minutes. That was interesting. (laughs) If you want to listen to more, we got plenty of episodes behind this one. 
Uh, we're actually rounding. Uh, Noah, when when was our podcast birthday again? Was it our, in September? It, it was the be- I want to say the beginning of September. I'm opening it up now to double check, but I'm pretty sure it was the beginning of September. I'm going back, going back. Our first episode was uploaded. Oh no, it was August 24th, two days from when we're recording this. No kidding. Uh, yeah. So that means that we will be. I guess we will. This is essentially our year, year. That's that that tracks. That the, does the the, the, uh, <laughs> the feel of this episode yeah. tracks. We've so. got that the same energy. The, the yeah that happy happy oh, birthday yeah. to us. We're one years old now. Wow, that's crazy. But um, for anybody that's been here, I guess for the last year, if you've been here from the start, or if you've been here early, or are new. Feel free to send a message over to us, cause I'd love to hear. Mm-hmm. I'd love to hear if anybody's been here from the first first release. That would actually be really cool to yeah. to find out. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, yes, happy year to us, and thank you guys for essentially listening so that we keep doing this for the last year. I mean, yeah, seriously, that that in its own is a is a thank you. Yeah, thank thank you all so much. That's this has been super fun, and we're gonna keep going until uh, until you guys get sick of us or we get sick of each other. But who knows? There's so much Disney to talk about. <laughs> there is, there is, and if you want to hear us talk more Disney, uh, there's the 37, 38 episodes behind this one. This is uh, um, yeah, there will be. This is 39, so 38 before. Perfect. This. 38 episodes behind this one. We do plenty of Mouse Gears. We do full episodes Mouse Gears. We did breaking ground where we made our own uh theme park idea for Mm -hmm. disney's fifth theme park and we also did one for water parks with justin from easy Dizit. um plenty of just random content that's both imagineering related and not imagineering related and trip recaps and all that good stuff so go check those out if you want to find us on instagram you can find us at main street meckies on instagram uh we don't have a twitter or facebook uh but we might want to do that in the future. Yeah. And if you like the show or you like any of the episodes we've done, uh, we'd love to get a five-star review from you guys on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. If you leave it on Apple Podcasts with a message, then I will read it in a Mickey Mouse voice. It's true. Uh, and that is pretty much in batches. So if you get it in before the next episode <laughs> and like four other people also do it, I'll read all four if it's just you special you you get me just reading yours there you go and we'll see if we do it again because we've done this like three times now and uh every now and then somebody sends a long one and i think it just about killed noah last time yes they do so (laughs) did i did i forget anything no you nailed it Uh, you got everything so uh hope everyone uh has a, a great day a magical week thank you for listening and uh we will see you next time That was a pretty good one. That was a good one. Yeah, that was a good one. One of our most stable (laughs) endings ever. Yeah, honestly, until we start talking again. Yeah, I'm still recording. Same. Okay, good. All right, now I'm done.